Podcast Network Asia. A brand new episode of the Class Clown Podcast starting right now with me, Chino Liao. Thank you once again for joining me this week as I talk about Really, basically anything I want, as this is, as you may have guessed, the solo pod of the week. We do these things once a week, as I tell you about random thoughts and musics uh, in my head. And this week, we are going to talk about the one thing that I love, which is the movies. That's right, my my might be acting up and you may not have heard the last thing I said. We're talking about the movies today and basically just me talking about my favorite movies. Now, I have bro- broken these down into different categories because categories are awesome. And <laughs> I think listicles are something you guys want to hear more of. I don't know. I'm just guessing. But I'm going to do it anyway because these are movies that I, number one, haven't thought of in a while but absolutely love. And number two, have recently discovered thanks to me cleaning my room and finding old DVDs. Wala na kaming DVD player pero nasa akin pa rin yung DVDs. So I'll just tell you about them and the fond memories that I have of them. Right now on this episode. So a lot of you may know this, but if you don't, I will say it again. I went to film school and that is why my taste in movies veers a little bit more pretentiously <laughs> in than other people. Yes, you will find the usual fare here. I know people really want to get my thoughts on Iron Man 1, on the Avengers, on the Dark Knight, and on Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. Those are my first four movies in a category that I will call IP land, short for intellectual property land. Ito yung mga sine na, uh, that are part of some universe or, or some uh, uh, five-year plan or some phase or whatnot. You know, so we have, of course, the movie that started it all, Iron Man 1 with Robert Downey Jr. We've all seen that. If you haven't, I suggest you see this. This is a great way into the MCU, but also just a great way into superhero movies in general. And then you have the crowning achievement of that phase, the Avengers, or now as it's known, Avengers Assemble, which is, it's true, it's known as that on uh, Amazon. And it's just a weird, weird title, but it's the same exact movie, just with a weirder title. I guess out of the four of these that I mentioned, the movie that I am most proud of is The Dark Knight. Proud of parang ako yung gumawa eh, no? But the movie that I love the most is The Dark Knight. I have made a promise to myself 
that whenever I find the dark night on TV, I will set aside whatever I'm doing and I will watch that movie. That is how important the dark night is to me. I remember being in that theater the first time and seeing this movie and realizing that I love Batman. That's it. Fuck every other superhero. Batman is the best. Batman is number one. Even if his character doesn't make sense, he is number one. His character doesn't make sense, you guys. Because paano siya natutulog? Hindi siya natutulog at all. We see Kobe Bryant. <laughs> see that, that identical sleep schedule? It doesn't make sense. And he's super rich and he throws the worst parties. You'd think he'd have a better idea how to throw parties now. No, every time he throws a party, bad shit happens. And he just fucking... He, nobody cares because he's Batman. And so... But I just love... I love the Heath Ledger in that movie to be... Because I've always loved the Heath Ledger. He was the... He was the one hall pass that I had for myself. Like, it was for Heath Ledger. But nobody else. Just Heath Ledger. And then he died. So now I guess I'm straight all my life. Right? Because Heath Ledger is amazing. He's amazing. I will not have any Heath Ledger blasphemy on this episode. But that's why The Dark Knight is my favorite Batman or one of my favorite movies really, of all time. Empire Strikes Back, we all know what it's about. I love you. I know that's what Leia, uh, that's what Leia tells Han or Han tells Leia. We also have the Cloud City of Bespin. Yeah, listen, man, I can do a whole episode on, on Star Wars here. I'm a big Star Wars nerd myself, and it's my favorite Star Wars movie. But out of the four of these, I suggest you see The Dark Knight, especially so you realize how special Heath Ledger is. The next category skews a little bit more uh, usual. It's a little more commonplace and it's found in a lot of award shows right now and it is the drama category and yes because like i said i went to film school i have quite a few picks for drama uh namely goodwill hunting shakespeare in love fight club there will be blood and scent of a woman a lot of these are Oscar winners, so you know how pretentious I actually am. In fact, all of these, I know, Fight Club didn't win anything because David Fincher is overrated. But everything else is an Oscar winning victory, right? Goodwill Hunting, it's about, if you haven't seen any of these, I suggest you go take time out of your day, two, three hours, take a weekend off and see every single one of these because these are special in their own way. Goodwill hunting is especially good. It's redundant. But it's it's special to me because it features just a very beautiful coming of age story. And it tells us a story that is not restrictive. It's about Matt Damon who is this talented kid who grew up in the, in the bad part of Boston who realizes that he's actually meant for better things. And then he falls in love. And it's just a beautiful story. I'm doing a very poor job of selling you how good Goodwill Hunting is. But every time I watch it, I cry a little. 
because it is so revelatory in its power. Every time you watch it, you learn something new about yourself. And somebody said this, but the way you know a movie is good is how much it's changed you after you watch it. And I feel like Goodwill Hunting is up there. Shakespeare in Love is a rom-com. It's a romance, not really a comedy, but a romance set in uh, the Renaissance about William Shakespeare and how he came up with the idea for Romeo and Juliet. Now, uh, I have to preface this by saying this is incredibly fictionalized. And a lot of people have a lot of problems with this movie. I am not one of those people. Now, granted, I haven't seen this movie in quite some time, but I only remember it for the flowery hugot lines. I mean, you guys, kung naghahanap kayo ng laglag panty movie, this is it. Shakespeare in Love is that movie for you. Oh my God. The letters that William Shakespeare exchanges with Gwyneth Paltrow, well, just... Like, mag-propose yung babae sa inyo after. Or lalaki. You know, whichever gender is listening to this. I don't know. I don't genderize my audience. Basta Shakespeare in Love, that is a good movie. Fight Club is on this list. Even though I have some serious doubts about David Fincher's directing style. Fight Club is on this list specifically because... Of the fact that I watched it as a young boy. My parents were very lax with my TV watching. And so as a sixth grader, I was able to see David Fincher's Fight Club. So I ended up being the sixth grader, grade six person who was quoting Fight Club in English class. And syempre yung teacher ko, di alam ko ano yung Fight Club. Pinanood niya sa class yung movie na yun. So I ended up basically being able to ask my teacher to watch this incredibly dark, incredibly violent movie to a bunch of sixth graders in my school. It was just, and the only that's the only good memory I have of any David Fincher movie, really. So that's why it's on there, and that's why it will always be special for me. There Will Be Blood is my favorite Paul Thomas Anderson movie. He is Paul Thomas Anderson is an incredibly gifted, incredibly special filmmaker. And I feel like all his movies are bangers. All of them. All his movies are also very involved. This probably most of all because it is a period piece set in California about a guy played by Daniel Day-Lewis who goes on this maniacal ego trip to become the world's most successful oil man. Daniel Plainview is a unique villain. He is Walter White before Breaking Bad was even a thing. He is just so sick in the head that you, you will be amazed. You will be amazed to the lengths this guy goes to. It's just incredible, incredible to watch. And finally, Scent of a Woman is another one of those lag lag panty movies. 
But it's also very similar to Goodwill Hunting in that this guy played by Chris O'Donnell, who you might know as Robin or as the guy from NCISLA. Uh, he plays this guy who has to look after a blind Al Pacino. A blind Al Pacino, mind you, that is very wise to the ways of the world. And the mentorship that goes on here is very similar to the kinship that Robin Williams and Matt Damon have in Good Will Hunting. Again, all these movies are incredibly good. So please, if you don't have anything to watch, these are some of my picks out there. You're welcome. So, syempre, dahil komedyante tayo, kailangan may comedy picks din to. But these aren't just your typical comedy picks kasi nga, I am pretentious. So, first up, we have La La Land, which to me is, is special in its own way because La La Land, it talks about following your passions. It talks about following love, especially what you love to do and who you love. And that's why it's up here. But then one of my favorite comedies of all time is Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. To me, Anchorman is the most quotable movie ever. You put it up there with the Godfathers and the <laughs> Apocalypse Nows of the world. Anchorman is the most quotable movie of all time. And there's a reason for that, and that reason is because of Will Ferrell. The man is a genius. I love him. He's incredible. Next up on here is Little Miss Sunshine under the comedy category. I, I have I've just come to realize that mahilig pala ako sa coming of age stories. Dahil siguro mahilig ako sa bata. Just kidding. Hindi ako pedophile. But it's just Little Miss Sunshine is a good movie because and, and dami lang din yung quotes that lines that resonate with people and lines that stick to your soul you know talking about life-changing movies up here on here little miss sunshine sunshine is one of those movies dr strange love is another one of those not another one of those coming of age movies but a really special comedy for me because it is not only a great comedy about um politics and satire and the extent that the film can go to as a language for expressing political turmoil because this is a movie that takes place in the 60s and it's about the Cold War and the nuclear war that was supposed to happen during that time. It was also also my favorite uh, Stanley Kubrick movie. Stanley Kubrick is top five, easily top five by directors of all time. And Kubrick is just a, a madman behind the camera. And this is my favorite of all his works. And finally, we have Superbad, my favorite John Apatow produced picture. It's also a coming of age story, but it's also very raunchy. And it also speaks to the power of friendship. The friendship of Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah and McLovin, forgetting his name, but that kid who became a star for some reason. Again, all these movies, these movies are movies you watch if you want to have a laugh. 
you know, if you want a relaxing night in, like the drama category is for heaviness. Kung gusto mo malungkot, panoorin mo yun. But comedies are there for you to have a laugh. And these are just some of my favorite comedies of all time. And finally, we come to a category that has no descriptor whatsoever. These are just movies that, again, I love and have DVDs of, but just don't fit any of the genres mentioned. I'm talking about Zombieland, Wall-E, Chef, Old Boy, and Kill Bill. Now, Zombieland is great because it's a comedy, it's an action adventure, and it's also a zombie movie all rolled into one. It just it was a, such a unique showcasing of what a zombie movie actually is, you know, which was just a straight up romp. What had some pretense of like horror, uh, you know, or of zombies being a metaphor for life, you know? It's just straight up shooting zombies in the head, and I love it. Wall E is my favorite Pixar movie of all time because. I can really relate to an outcast falling in love with the popular girl. I I don't know. So, I don't know what that says about me, but I can really relate to that. A lot of people have problems with Wall-E because it mostly does not have dialogue. But I feel and I've learned that in school, the best way to tell a story is without dialogue. In fact, that's how we started our script writing class. We weren't allowed to write dialogue until our second term. Because being able to express yourself in movement and in action speaks so much better than fucking lines, you know? Actions speak louder than words, as they always say. And that is why I appreciate Wall E for its genius. Chef is on here because I'm That's it. So I love, I love food. Chef is on here. It made the cut. I bought the DVD. Let's move on. Finally, or sorry, last two movies on here. We have Kill Bill, my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie. Quentin Tarantino, again, part of my top five echelon of directors. You know, if I have a Rushmore of directors, it'll be Quentin Tarantino, Paul Thomas Anderson, Stanley Kubrick, and Peke Galliaga, right? Because I attended one class of his before, and it's life-changing, let me tell you. But talking about Kill Bill, Kill Bill is just this incredible piece of cinema that is an homage to Asian cinema, really. A lot of people say that Tarantino ripped off Asian cinema. And yeah, you can make that argument. But you can also make an argument that Hattori Hanzo forged a blade that can cut God. That is the most badass line ever. And if you need to watch a mood booster... If you need to watch a movie that is all about female empowerment, which is ironic because Quentin Tarantino hates women, watch Kill Bill. 
it is just incredible. Finally, we get down to Old Boy. Now I'm talking about the OG Park Chan Wook joint, not that crappy Spike Lee remake. Old Boy. We're talking about movies that stick with you, movies that change your life here. Old Boy was a movie that I saw in a dorm room in film school one lazy Saturday night. A friend of mine had a DVD from a professor and he told me that he and a couple of other guys were going to watch this Korean joint inside uh, in one of the rooms. And so because I had nothing better to do, I decided to watch Old Boy with them and oh my God, you guys, the power of cinema was very much displayed in this movie. Storytelling is very much alive because you are able to deliver twists and tales and shots just like Park Chan-wook did in Old Boy. It, to me, is a story that is so vivid in my memory. The twist is so real in my mind that whenever I think back to it, it is easily one of the most jarring things I have ever seen. And it's really not even that graphic. It's not like human centipede levels, right? But it's still very, very shocking. And if you want something that fucks with your mind, if you want something that is a mystery, if you want to watch something that you've never seen before, please go look for Old Boy. Hell, if you have a DVD player, I have two copies of that same movie with me right now. I'm going to give you those DVDs, right? Just so you can see what I'm talking about. So that's it. That's this week's episode of the Class Clown Podcast. I hope you enjoyed me geeking out for 20 minutes. If you don't, let me know on my social media, at Chino Supersized. Also, guys, if you want to support what I do on here, if you love all my TikTok videos or you want to help me out on coffee, please hit me up. Link tr.ee slash Chino Supersized. Again, that's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Chino Supersized. You will find all the links to all my affiliate codes on there as well as the link to this podcast, my TikTok page, tickets to my latest show, and of course, my Kofi page, ko ko-fi.com slash Shino Supersize. Again, a very special thank you going out to the people of Podcast Network Asia for helping me keep this thing alive. This has been a Podcast Network Asia production powered, of course, by Podmetrics. I have been Chino Liao. Goodbye. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs>